0: you're listening to Work From Home, a Lower Street podcast where we help you stay connected, productive and sane whilst working remotely. Today we're looking at how television news is going remote, some work tips from GitLab and some great free learning resources. First up, there's a case study from ibc.org, which is having a look at ITN News. Now, ITN News does a whole bunch of live news programs all over the world, in America and in the UK, probably most well-known for Channel 4 News here in the UK. They had a really interesting look at how they're making all of this really complicated, live, short turnaround work work for them during a time when everyone, up to 95% of their staff, needs to be at home. And a couple of interesting points are, number one, what the anchors are having to do to make themselves look as though they're not just presenting straight from their home. And there's a couple of interesting things they've done. For Sky News's US correspondent, she has put a television screen behind her and then put a picture of the White House on it, but made it slightly out of focus so it looks as though it could be through a window. And that's been working fairly well, which I think is an interesting approach to it. Channel 4's Krishnan Guru Murthy has had to tangle with a lot of kit. To get his home broadcast setup working. And as many companies go remote, people are being sent home with new laptops, new computers, new phones, new iPads. But I think it's interesting to look at one of the extremes where people are being sent home with a huge television to act as a background, lights, microphones, cameras, lighting rigs all that sort of stuff, and how they're making it work that they are stuck at home whilst presenting a live news program. I think this article is a really, really interesting read, because you don't often think about workplaces like this, like live news, having to go and do their own remote working thing, but they do. And actually, they've found some things that have worked really well for them. In their post-production department, they're saying that, going remote has actually fixed a scalability issue for them. They said that before, when they reached their limit for editing or treating the audio for a television program, they'd have to stop and say that they couldn't take on any more work. But now that they're all remote, they're saying that they just have to add another person to their team remotely and they don't have to worry about finding more space in a limited, office setting. They can just add more people and more capacity as they want to, which I think is really interesting and also plays to one of the strengths of remote working. Second up, some remote work tips from GitLab. Now, GitLab have been working from home as a company for quite a long time and they've put up their own list of tips for people who are new or looking to improve the way that they work at home. And I'm bringing this article up because there's a couple of, I think, valuable points in this. The first is define done. And this is something that we've kind of touched on before with blocking out time and having a set start and a set end to your day. But one of the tricky things about having a set end to your day is that work, especially remote work, can kind of paper off slowly as the day goes on and you're left dipping in and out and checking emails or messages and never quite properly downing tools and moving on with the rest of your day. So the idea here is that you define what done is, not just what task you have to do but what it would look like when you finish doing it for the day so that when you finish work for the day you're totally done. And you know that you're totally done because you've defined what it is that is the final thing that you need to do. So you're not just stopping when you feel as though you're kind of finished and then dipping back in because maybe you felt as though you haven't done enough or you could do more. So I think this is a really valuable way to think about finishing your day. A second interesting point, and one which I haven't really seen before, is the idea of having a uniform when working from home. Now we've mentioned this before with, you know, don't just loaf about in your pajamas, have a set of clothes that you would wear if you were going outside or into the office and use that for working from home. But one of the content marketing associates, Suri Patel, who works at GitLab, says that she actually has a uniform. She has black shirts, a specific jumper, and a type of jeans that she wears, and that is her work uniform. It's exactly the same clothes on any given day, and I think this is quite interesting, this idea of adding a degree of structure back through what you wear, not just how you plan your day out or being strict about when tasks are finished or done, but actually dressing up and having a very specific work uniform. Do you do something like this? i would be really interesting to hear because I don't, and I don't really know anyone who does. But if you have a uniform or a very specific and limited range of clothes you wear when you're doing your work from home, it would be interesting to hear, does it help you get more in the zone for work? Do you feel as though you get more done or you're more comfortable? Does it allow you to delineate between work and home when they're kind of one and the same at the moment? Let us know. Wfh at lowerstreet.co. And finally, you know how much we love a good free resource and LinkedIn has a whole bunch of them. As part of their LinkedIn learning platform, LinkedIn have provided 16 online courses which are designed to help you get more out of remote work. So we're talking a course on generally working remotely, time management, productivity, executive presence, managing stress, building resilience, developing resourcefulness, learning Zoom, learning Skype, learning Microsoft Teams, All these tips, tricks and courses and they are free at the moment on LinkedIn, so definitely worth a look. I think they provide the other side to the coin from this podcast, for example, where they are a bit more directed, require more concerted effort and you have to get into a, a whole headspace to be able to learn about what's on the courses there. So I will definitely be checking this out myself even though I've been at this for a while, it's always really useful to see how other people approach this sort of thing, because you could have been doing something, not necessarily wrong, but you could have been oblivious to a better way of doing things, and you would never have known if you hadn't taken the time to go and have a look at what other people are doing with themselves when they're working from home. So, that's it for today's episode. Do you have stories about working from home that you'd like to share with us? Tips you'd like to hear? Or topics you'd like us to cover? Email us, wfh at That's wfh at lowerstreet.co Remember to subscribe, and share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it. And join us for new content every weekday.